You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. Hello and welcome to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian FanCast on Twitter. Email me at Quincy at GuardiansFanCast.com. Please remember to like, rate, subscribe, and review these episodes if you get the chance. It really helps us as we try to get the word out about the show and as we continue to grow and connect with more fans. If you're someone who would be interested in doing a fan interview with me, just tweet at me, email me, comment, let me know, and I'd love to talk to you. Today I thought I'd talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame ballot. I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame because those discussions get kind of old. I enjoy having those discussions. I'll chime in on them if I see a good one happening on Twitter or on Covering the Corner or anywhere else that I will check into baseball conversations. But for reasons that I'll discuss today, I find that they end up going in circles and are not always something uh, that's productive for everyone. I was excited to see six folks get elected to the Hall of Fame this past week um, by the uh, small committee. So Gil Hodges, Jim Cat, Minnie Minoso, Tony Oliva, Bud Fowler, and Buck O'Neill were elected. Golden Days era doing Hodges, Cat, Minosa and Oliva, and uh, Fowler and O'Neill being chosen by the early baseball era committee. So I was most excited about Buck O'Neill and Minnie Minoso, as I'm Minoso, sorry, saying his name wrong, Minoso, <laughs> and uh, I, because I know their careers better than some of the others, but all except Hodges seem like they were pretty solid choices for me. Uh, Buck O'Neill, of course, is the absolute star of Ken Burns' baseball documentary. I know there are people that find that incredibly dull. I enjoy it, and I'm sure I'll probably end up trying to watch it over the next couple months as I long and pine for baseball to return. But Buck O'Neill is for sure the highlight, and when he sings Take Me Out to the Ball Game, mm, it just doesn't get any better than that. And, of course, his career more than uh, it says that he should be somebody who's in the Hall of Fame. And uh, so congratulations to these gentlemen and especially also to the families of those gentlemen who've passed away on this list who are not able to experience this induction. What a shame that they weren't, but I hope that their family members can be there and appreciate the recognition that they're receiving. To go on to the Hall of Fame ballot that the writers will be voting on, Man, I don't know if every era of baseball faces these kind of tough decisions because it seems to me that the this ballot is just so riddled with character issues. So you know that the Hall of Fame voters are supposed to take a look at um, character issues in as they make these votes. 
Voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the teams on which they played. So integrity, sportsmanship, and character are supposed to be considered. And I've so I've been looking at this ballot, and one part of me is just angry at the Hall of Fame that they don't just say, hey, don't consider the guys that did steroids, that tested positive for steroids. Or, hey, don't consider you know, this person that has been convicted or accused of some awful things. And it's so hard to make writers decide, well, what is the moral line? But I guess that's where writers have to eventually end up. I think the top 10 guys I'd have on my list to vote for in no particular order would be Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and Todd Helton. I debate between Bobby Abreu and Todd Helton for that 10th spot. So the problem comes in when you start to think about all the character issues. Obviously, with Bonds, with Clemens, with Ortiz to some degree, and with A-Rod and with Manny Ramirez, You've got steroids concerns. We know that some of those players tested positive for steroids. We also are pretty confident that others who didn't necessarily test positive, like Clemens and Bonds, did use steroids from you know, evidence of those who are close to them, as well as physical evidence you can observe with your naked eye. So that's, of course, something you have to consider. Then you have folks like Kurt Schilling, who has said, hey, writers, don't vote for me, which kind of makes it easy, but also defrauded the whole state, has advocated for violence against journalists and said some really racist and homophobic and terrible things to people. So that's something you have to consider. Do you want to give somebody like that a platform to speak at the Hall of Fame? Then, of course, there are a lot of folks who on this list have been accused or convicted and brought up in court on charges of domestic abuse or domestic assault from Barry Bonds. Uh, of course, Omar Vizcala I didn't even mention, but some of the accusations against him have been terrible, just horrific. Andrew Jones, Manny Ramirez, they also have those issues in their past and accusations that have come against them. Roger Clemens, uh, looks like may have had a relationship with a underage girl and possibly a sexual relationship. And so that's something they have to consider. And it's really compelling to kind of read that story of what happened with her. If you want to get depressed about something to check out Mindy McCready and Roger Clemens on the internet. So as I've been looking at this ballot, man, it's not fun to think about all these things and to think, you know, okay, should I just look at the Hall of Fame as a baseball Hall of Fame? It is something where the best players should be in the Hall of Fame so that people who go to the Hall of Fame know, okay, these are the best players who've been in the sport. And even up until a couple of weeks ago, I think I'd come down to the point that I would just fill out a ballot if I had a ballot and say, well, these are the top 10 players. They're the ones I'm going to vote for. The Hall of Fame needs to step in and tell me when someone's character disqualifies them because I find myself unable to distinguish those things. 
But the fact is the Hall of Fame is not going to do that. And the thing that I started thinking about is, hey, I'd like to take my boys, my two-year-old Elliot and one-year-old Augie, I'd like to take them to the Hall of Fame sometime. And I wanted them to be able to look at the players and know the history of the game. But I also don't want to have to tell them, oh, hey, this is why your dad doesn't really think this is a, a player that you should look up to. This isn't a player that I really find admirable because of this terrible thing that they did. And I feel like I can communicate when I when we look at the records and we see players names on the records and the, the boys might ask hey why isn't this person in the Hall of Fame why can't we see their bust in the Hall of Fame might be a good opportunity to have conversations about hey this is why we you know this is what the Hall of Fame is saying hey we need to treat women with respect we need to treat our bodies um, the way that they should be treated and we need to play by the rules I think that a compelling argument can be made for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, maybe even Manny Ramirez, who tested positive for steroids late in his career, to make the Hall of Fame based on the fact that they likely didn't use steroids until later in their career, or if they did use steroids, it was before the league had really cracked down on them and made uh, significant punishments for those who tested positive for steroids. So I think you could make that argument, and I respect that. The problem is that each of those players has additional off-field concerns. The Barry Bonds domestic abuse allegations, horrific, as well as for Manny Ramirez, not at all good. And the Roger Clemens story, as I mentioned, also a terrible, terrible stain on a person's character. Do I want my boys to enter into that circle where you get to see all the Hall of Fame busts and see these players? Now, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of players in the Hall of Fame already who have character concerns. There are players in there that I have to say, hey, this person was a wildly racist person. This person took drugs and cheated in the game. This person, um, you know, did some terrible things. This person was not kind or nice to women and abused them, and they're in the Hall of Fame. But as a baseball writer, if I was one and I had a ballot, I can't say, well, this person's in there, so the slippery slope makes it so I need to put everyone else in. I don't think I could do that. And I think I would have to think about what kind of message I'd want to send to my boys, especially if they were old enough to say, oh, hey, dad's voting on the Hall of Fame. What kind of message I would send to them? So with that in mind, I think what I've come up for for my ballot is that I would ultimately not vote for Kurt Schilling. He's made it easy. He said, hey, don't vote for me. I would not vote for Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens because uh, both of them not only have steroids issues, but additional off-field concerns that make their character not worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. And I completely understand if you don't agree with that. If you say, hey, we just can't, we can't distinguish that. We can't make that happen. I understand that. I respect that. As I've said, part of me wants to say, hey, I can't decipher the character issue. The Hall of Fame itself has to decide that one for me. Scott Rowland makes it. He's got great character. He also has incredible defensive stats and an overall career OPS plus of 122. He is absolutely a Hall of Famer. If he does not make it this year, I'm going to be incredibly upset for someone 
who was not a fan of a team that Scott Rowland played for. So Scott Rowland needs to be in. My also conviction is that Billy Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Billy Wagner doesn't have the stats that a lot of pitchers in the Hall of Fame have, but he's the kind of player that I believe is uh, going to be making the Hall of Fame in the future as the relief pitcher role becomes more and more prominent in the game. I think with Mar Mariano Rivera making it, even as amazing as Mariano Rivera was, being that he only pitched in those very few amount of innings compared to other players, and that we're going to put relievers in at all, I think that Billy Wagner deserves to be in with that career ERA plus of 187, with the unheard of strikeout rates that he put up, the greatest strikeout rates in the history of the game, basically. Uh, I, I'm going to argue that Billy Wagner should find his way into the Hall of Fame. I am also reluctantly going to vote for Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones does have a domestic abuse allegation, but he doesn't have any steroids issues and he doesn't have a multiple domestic abuse allegation. It is one of those things I think I can explain to my child. This is completely inappropriate what happened, but it also is something that sometimes people have a mental break and something like this happens and I can't necessarily judge the whole situation for myself. All I can do is tell you it is wrong in every and all situations to ever hit a woman. It isn't right to hit anyone, but the person who you made as your romantic partner for your life, you cannot hurt them. Um, I think I can have the argument and still put Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame, so that's been the choice that I've made. Manny Ramirez, again, a domestic abuse allegation plus steroid, testing positive for steroids crosses him off my list. And then Alex Rodriguez tested positive for steroids after the test had come into the league, so I don't think that I can put him into, the, uh, into my Hall of Fame ballot. But I can put David Ortiz. Uh, he's been rumored to have used steroids, but it hasn't been proven. His stats otherwise put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to put Todd Helton in as well. Um, he's kind of borderline, but just manages to put, pull himself in there with that 133 OPS plus for his career. Uh, I also am going to put Bobby Abreu in uh, borderline, but for me, just kind of over the line into making his way into the Hall of Fame. Strong enough defensively, uh, very strong career offensively. He's going to find his way in there. Andy Pettit tested positive for steroids after the steroids rule, so I'm not going to put him into the Hall of Fame, though he was considered as well. So my final ballot would be Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Todd Hilton, David Ortiz, and Bobby Abreu probably would be the only ballot submitted with those particular people included, but that's my reason behind it. I would be interested in hearing who it is that you'd vote for in the Hall of Fame. I'd be happy to kind of hear those conversations. Again, I'm not going to say that anybody has it wrong as long as you're consistent about what your ballot says. So I have issues with people that are voting for Bonds and not for Clemens. I need to kind of hear that explanation and if the explanation is hey I just find what Clemens did to be more heinous than what Bonds did I think I can accept that but if it's just 
Yeah, I think that Bonds did steroids after he had had a Hall of Fame career, but Clemens didn't. I just don't see the justification for that. Another thing that strikes me about steroids in the Hall of Fame is that, for me, the kind of uh, inability for me to really make those judgments about steroids if a player never tested positive for steroids came in when Tony La Russa made the Hall of Fame. Tony Russa's career was built on the back of player, backs of players who use steroids. We know that. So, you know, if we're going to put him in, I think the players who brought him to the Hall of Fame who weren't being tested for steroids or punished for steroids shouldn't be punished for that. As I said, in the case of Bonds and Clemens, it's the combination of the fact that we know they did steroids as well as the off-field concerns of domestic abuse or a relationship with an underage girl for Clemens that um, that combined to make me keep them off my ballot. Man, not necessarily a fun thing to discuss, but I hope for those of you that care about the Hall of Fame, it was kind of interesting to hear me process how I would vote with the desire to have my boys understand something about life and about baseball and about the kind of people that we honor in the game of baseball. Bonds, Clemens, their records, Manny Ramirez, their records should be in the Hall of Fame. We should be able to find them in the record books. We're not scratching their names out, but to be in that inner circle of busts of players that we consider to be members of the Hall of Fame, I'm going to decide ultimately that I don't think I would vote for them to be a part. Again, no hatred or animosity towards those who disagree with me on it. I'd love to hear some of your comments and your thoughts. Feel free to email me or tweet at the show. And I'd love to interact with you about it. Uh, we're going to have another good interview tomorrow with Tyler Griffith. And so I hope you get a chance to tune into that. And we'll continue to provide some good content for you in these baseballless days. This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. Music is provided by purpleplanet.com. That is purple-planet.com. Our intro song is purchased license from pond5.com.